Coming up, we have a summer festival preview with two of the most gorgeous and special summer festivals in America, Master Musicians Festival in Somerset, Kentucky, and Blue Ox Music Festival in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. We have some great guests to talk about them, lots going on in this podcast, looking forward to it. Here we go. Today's episode of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast, is brought to you by BetterHelp. Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? What's interfering with your happiness? Look, here at J-Rod Concerts, we are always on the move, always creating magic uh, with the world of music, festivals, interviews, and having our mental health in top shape is paramount to the product. That's why BetterHelp has helped us so much. Check out betterhelp.com slash jrodconcerts to get in on the action. It is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling done securely online. You send a message to your counselor anytime. You get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. It's more affordable than, than you think. It's uh, There's um, financial aid is available. The service is available around the world. Anything you share is confidential. It's convenient, professional, and affordable. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% of your first month by visiting betterhelp.com, and help is H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com slash jrodconcerts. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash jrodconcerts. Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Roxanne, you don't have to put on the red light. Man, I miss them. Don't you? The police? I don't know what they're doing now, but I bet they're doing something cool. Hi, I'm your host this week and every week of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. This is Jamie Rodriguez, guys. And look, music is back. Lots of great festivals. But there's some that are better than others, and they need to be highlighted, guys. And I know you guys want to travel. You guys want to eat cool foods. Enjoy our beautiful country and enjoy our amazing musical experience as well. And we are going to talk today about Blue Ox Music Festival. Um, we are going to have the um, and Master Musicians Festival. So Blue Ox is in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It's June 23rd this year through 25th. And we have Justin Brown and Nate Snipe, the festival co-founders and amazing musicians, to talk about it. And Master Musicians Festival, a lovely gem of a festival. It's in Somerset, Kentucky, July 15th and 16th. And we have two incredible souls, Tiffany Finley and Julie Harris, you guys are going to learn about uh, Julie and Tiffany and Justin and Nate in this episode because they are incredible souls that you should know just in general, and they're going to walk us through these unique festivals as well. Master Musicians Festival has a great lineup this year. It's got Grace Potter, the Wood Brothers, Marty Stewart, Leah Blevins, S.G. Goodman, I mean, the Minks, friends of our show, a bunch of great talent in there. Uh, well, the Blue Ox Music Festival, man, also a doozy of a lineup. You got Old Crow Medicine Show, of course, Pertinier Sandstone. You got Bella Fleck, My Bluegrass Heart. You have Samantha Fish. I mean, just one after another of uh, Rudy Armand. I mean, just great music in every way. So 
let's get on it with it guys thank you so much for joining us please click and subscribe and give us a review uh, you know that stuff helps us quite a bit and let's get on with it with summer festival preview on j-rod concerts the podcast <laughs> Tiffany Hi. Finley. Hey, guys. Wow. Look, this is how you start a week with two of the coolest <laughs> girls, really, like in Kentucky. I mean, Tiffany Finley, executive director of the Master Musicians Festival, <laughs> and Julie Harris, vice president of the board of directors and all-around cool chick. Love mm -hmm. it. Oh, and we were just surprised you're back from South by Southwest in one piece. And you're, yeah, I'm you're surprised okay myself. And happy. Yeah. Underslept, underslept, but happy. Yes. How are you, how are you doing, <laughs> Tiffany? I'm doing wonderful. Just had a good day. You know, I love it. I love it. And first of all, guys, <clears throat> like I said, you know, you guys, you know, were core part of the Master Musicians Festival. And I love you both because I have to start with this, both of you, because the emotional state that both of you guys are always in. And I mean this for Julie and Tiff, like whether it's in Kentucky or in Nashville, wherever I see you guys, you're always in a, like an emotional home that is joy, that is energy, that is community. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I appreciate that, guys. And I'm glad that I, I'm able to tell you this to start off. Oh, thank you. I mean, I think that you would find that to be true of all the members of our board of directors. I mean, we we love our community so much and we love music so much. We love Kentucky so much. And so anytime that we have an opportunity to promote it and to enjoy good music and share it with others, we are happy. And so, um, and we get to do that a lot of the time. So, yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad, I'm glad you're saying that Julie, because the master musicians festival is an incredible gem. It really is. And, you know, like, like Tiffany mentioned, we cover all sorts of events and this one has a magic to it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it has like an aura of exclusivity. Uh, it feel, it kind of feels like a privilege to be there because Aww. it's such like the family element, the fans, the amazing musicians, and it kind of feels like an intimate environment. And it's just like a really special vibe. Um, but yeah, But Tiff, but, but Tiff, let me start with this. <clears throat> When you joined as, pres as president uh, of the All Volunteers Master Musicians Festival, it was struggling a little bit, right? Like it, it's not like the success that it is now. Like you, you kind of picked it up, right? Well, I would say, you know, the festival has been going on for 29 years and I've been doing, this is my 13th year with the festival. Uh, but when I, when I became part of the festival, I, you know, it was just a time and you'll see that all through the 29 years, ups and downs, ups and downs. And it was just happening to be on a downslide where I, um, where my boss at the time just allowed me to really take ownership of the festival and give all I had to, to, you know, make sure it keeps going. So when, uh, but yeah, whenever I took over, it was in a little dire straits, but um, I just made sure that I surrounded myself by, with tons of good people that knew what they were doing from all walks of life. And um, I really feel like we have built this into something that not only our community is proud of, but our state and now uh, starting to be more national. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, and the people element is, is really cool, Julie. And I wanted to talk to you about this because, you know, I remember reading about your experience at like Ted Corbin, for example, right? And mm -hmm. the magnificent stories of the people of like Williamsburg and Pikesville and Slayersville. And I, I really got me thinking, Julie, like you mentioned the tenacity, the character of the people of Kentucky. It's something very, very unique, isn't it, Julie? Gosh, it really is. I mean, people from Kentucky, I think, are some of the most... Um, 
uh, they have so much pride about this area. I mean, they really, really love Kentucky and they want to see it shine. And I think some of that is because um, we maybe nationally struggle with some perception issues, um, which, which I would argue um, to anyone who hasn't been to Kentucky, come and let us show you what it's really all about. Um, it's beauty. It's, it's um, great tenacity. It's entrepreneurship. It's um, horses. It's bourbon. It's all those things you think you know about Kentucky, and then it's so much more. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I love hearing those stories from other Kentuckians because it kind of reinforces how I feel about, about Kentucky. Um, it's a really authentic, um, authentic uh, feeling that we have and that we want to share with other people. Um, and I think MMF is really uh, part of that story. I mean, we have a, a great way of sharing that authenticity um, and cultural music heritage um, with the people of Kentucky and people outside of Kentucky. And that's what makes it special. Yeah. Yeah. Well said, well said, Tiffany. And, you know, before we get to the festival, we'll promise we'll get to it in a second, but Somerset in itself is a really cool place. I mean, I, I want to go that on a time that is not festival to enjoy it because, yeah. you know, it, it, it has a lot of like outdoor recreation. It's beautiful, mm -hmm. you know, boating, hiking, a vineyard. Yeah. And it's also like really close to like Nashville and other metropolitan cities. It's like really easy to get to, right, Tiff? Yeah, it's really easy. It's only two and a half hour drive from Nashville. But what I think we're probably most known for is Lake Cumberland. We have the uh, largest man-made lake this side of the Mississippi. We have over 4 million visitors a year that come to our lake. Um, so, and if wow. you put that in perspective, that's like what the Grand Canyon gets. It's it's so, more than the Grand Canyon. It's yeah. more that's than crazy. the Grand Canyon. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's, we got lots of beautiful areas for hiking, camping, boating. Um, but you know, we want people to get off the water and come to our festival and, um, and I, I really encourage you to come in a few days early and we'll just, we'll just host you and show you around our, our town. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Okay. But let's chat about the festival in itself, because mm -hmm. I mean, it's crazy. The, the lineup it, this year is sick. I mean, every year is sick. And that's one of the things that people are going to love. I mean, this year we have Grace Potter, the Wood Brothers, Marty Stewart, S.G. Goodman, who who were, we, yeah. we were just with uh, last weekend. We talked about the festival. Actually, oh, I, said, I said, see you in Somerset. She's like, yeah, man. So, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah totally. that's cool. You know, and up and coming talents like, you know, Eric Bolander, who's going to be like a future mm -hmm. star and everybody knows it. The Minks. They're really something for everybody, isn't there, Julie? There really is. Um, and I think the thing that is um, also very special about it is that you get to hear something. You're going to find your next favorite artist at our festival. And we pride ourselves on being able to share new music with folks that they may not have heard before. And it's going to be something that years down the road, they're going to say, you know what, I heard them first at MMF before they got really big. Um, and so that's been the case for several of our artists. But yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about the lineup. We've talked about having Grace Parter for several years. And so it's actually happening this time. I'm a huge Wood Brothers fan, really excited about about them. Um, really also honored to be able to recognize Marty Stewart and TD Young as masters. And um, so it's just going to be a it's going to be a great two days. Yeah. What about you, Tiff? I mean, you've seen everything. You've seen, you know, people, you know, steal the show out of nowhere, like B. Taylor, uh, you know, Jason Isbell's played there. Yeah. When What memories, like when you think yeah. of Master Musicians Festival, like just like, you know, jump into your into your conscience there? Yeah, I've got two right off the bat. One is obviously our Willie Nelson year in 2013. 
that year, the festival really took a big leap of faith and booked a major headliner. We, we really grew that year. It was for our 20th year. And um, Willie, and you've been to Festival Field, you know how the road and the bands come right by the Festival Field where all the fans are. And right as um, the sun was going down and the crowd was all hyped because Mountain Heart was playing, Willie Nelson's bus rolled into Festival Field. And it, I mean, the band on the stage stopped and was just like, say hello to Willie, everyone. And the whole crowd stood up and was just like, you know, and I was like right in the middle of it, right at that time. And we have it on, we have a picture of it just, and I mean, I get chills just thinking about it because it's just like for Willie Nelson to be in Somerset, Kentucky at the time. And we've really grown since then, but at the time people still wear that as like a badge of honor. They're like, Oh, well we, we had Willie Nelson. I mean, it was nine years ago, you know, but they, they just love it. And then another moment I would have to say is uh, the next year when we had counting crows, Mm. Um, we had booked an up and comer called St. Paul and the Broken Bones right before uh, Counting Crows. And they had forgotten about the time change and it was time for their set. Well, they had about 30 minutes to get there and they were about 30 minutes out, you know, because they had forgot about the time. So they, they rolled in. If you've ever seen St. Paul, you know, they're in the fancy suits, especially yeah. in their early days. And you've been to Festival Field, so, you know, we don't have changing rooms or anything out there. But, you know, <laughs> seeing them, like, jumping behind dumpsters, changing into their suits, definitely saw some butts, you know, <laughs> St. Paul, just trying to get it done. And they rolled out on the stage, and they just killed it. I mean, people still mm-hmm. talk about that performance to, de- to date, just um, how much energy. I think they were just so hyped up from being late and having to hurry, but... It, it was probably one of, until B. Taylor, probably the only time our crowd just gave a standing ovation for, yeah. for you know, because everyone sits in lounges and stuff. So, I mean, they were, the crowd went wild for them. So oh, that was a great so, memory. So good. You gave me goosebumps there, too. Yeah. And of course, John Prine, you know, his last date in Kentucky and seeing sure. him dance on Festival Field yeah, yeah, it was so across great. the stage. That was so cool. So yeah. cool. So cool, Julian. You know, a lot of the feedback we get from people is, you know, festivals have gotten so expensive. You know, we can't afford to take our families, you know, tickets to, you know, without naming names, or, you know, $300 average just for the normal mm-hmm. GA. BAPs go to thousands of dollars. Um, so a lot of people maybe are thinking, all right, Jamie, this is great. But, you know, the Wood Brothers, Grace Potter, how much is like, can we afford this? And one of the great things about MMF is it's extremely affordable. Yes. So I wanted to, can you just touch mm-hmm. on that just for a second, Julie? Like how do yeah. you do it first of all, and just how family friendly it is? We, um, we do, we are a nonprofit festival for that purpose to keep our ticket prices low because when we started back in 1994, it was really important to us to be able to provide an experience to people of rural Kentucky that they could afford. So if you go online right now to mastermusiciansfestival.org and buy your tickets, you're going to spend $65 and you're going to get two days of incredible music. And so we spend a lot of our year um, recruiting sponsors that help support the festival and help us be able to keep those prices low. Um, Our community really gets behind our festival wholeheartedly. We couldn't do it without our incredible lineup of sponsors, Um, but they see that mission. And that's why we work very hard to remain a nonprofit festival, because we want to provide that experience to fellow Kentuckians and, and those outside of Kentucky to just come and experience outstanding music. 
for a great price and kids 12 and younger get in free, which is great. So we have a lineup of kids activities Saturday afternoon. Um, we, we have this year, Tommy Kate's kids jam, which is going to be awesome. Tommy Kate is a former board member, um, and Kentucky musician who is going to give the kids a great concert. They'll make some instruments and play along with them. So we always have something like that happening at the festival. So bring your kids. If they're under 12 years old, they get in free. Um, you get in for a, a really inexpensive price and the experience that you're going to have is, is going to be magical. I love yeah. it. I love and I will it. say too, Jamie, that like a lot of our board members, including Julie, like were kids growing up at the festival mm -hmm. and now have become leaders in the festival. And a lot of our sponsors are people who grew up as little kids enjoying the festival. So it's like a full circle. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, guys. You guys have been so good with your time, but but let's finish off with the way we started because I think you you guys touched the question. Tiff and Julie, like how <laughs> are you guys so, such special people? Like what do you guys do? I know Julie plays tennis. Like what's the secret? Oh, I don't. You guys I keep don't. relationships. You guys wear so many hats. You guys do it all. How do you do it? I would say we're friends. Like Julie and I are really good friends and most of our board members, we're all friends. We make sure we have people from all walks of life serving on the board and that, that we actually have fun doing this too. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know what makes you so special. You're a great interviewer. I'll tell you that. Absolutely. Uh, thank yeah. you guys. Thank you. Just people like you make it easy. That's, that's yeah. the truth. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Tiffany Finley, executive director and Julie Harris, vice president, board of directors and all around mm -hmm. awesome, super women. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Can't yeah. wait to um to be in that special field again. Thank you guys so much for your time. We're Thank excited you, to have you. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. We are getting ready at JROD Concerts for a very busy year, covering festivals, connecting you to artists, up and coming legend, and all in between. And having our mental health in tip top shape is paramount to the product. Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? What's interfering with your happiness? Check out betterhelp.com slash jrodconcerts so that you can connect with the tools that will help you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's going to connect in a safe and private online environment. It's very convenient. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It sends a message to your counselor anytime. You get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. Anything you share is confidential, it's convenient, professional, and affordable. And I want you to start living a happier life today, guys. The J-Rod Concerts family. That's a paramount to me and to us. As a listener, you'll get 10% of your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash jrodconcerts. Join over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash jrodconcerts. Justin and Nate. Hey, what's hey, up, man? Going, How are you guys doing? Good, man. How are you? Good. Can you guys hear me all right? I'm sorry. I'm in a country radio seminar in the media room, and I try to block out the noise. Can you guys hear me well? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Lovely. Lovely, guys. So, first of all, of course, for my audience, you know, Nate is mandolin and fiddle player for Pert near Sandstone. Great, great band. And Justin is bass player for the, ba for the band as well. Uh, yep. Thank you guys for your time. I know you guys are very busy. You got a lot going on, and we appreciate your time. No sweat, man. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. And by the way, guys, you guys co-founded one of the most beautiful festivals in America, Blue Ox. And, mm -hmm. and I don't say that lightly. I mean, it's um, 
we covered it last year. Uh, and just the water, the breeze, uh, the pines, the energy there. I, I, I kid you guys not. There was something special there, like a congruence of energy and nature. It really is like a unique place, right, guys? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, we're, I think we're just really fully blessed by the land that we're on, the people we're working with, the audience that's in this area that's hungry for this music. And we just happen to, you know, have this, this sort of window where we could carve out this festival and have it be what it, what it's become. And yeah, we're just, we're just really lucky that all these elements fell in place. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And, and the talent as well, of course, it's so unique. And, and I want to ask you guys about your new music in a second, but the talent of the festival, one can tell you guys kind of handpick each artist. I, uh, I, yeah. I just get that, like, right? Like last year, of course, like the big headliners were like Jason Isbell, but you had like, like a friend of our show, Lizzie or, or Lily May. And um, this year is no exception. You have Sam Bush, you have amazing people, um, like, uh, you know, old Crow Medicine show. I'm blanking on a bunch, you know, no. but it, it, it's, it's just a great stuff. What is the criteria, guys, for you guys to, like, select the talent here? Uh, well, we want to stick somewhat with a genre-specific sort of overarching uh, umbrella. But within that, it's, it's kind of broad. We know we want to bring in certain people who will kind of uh, be a be the fix for the bluegrass community, but we also want to bring in, you know, country or rock crossover yeah. um, to make more, you know, just to have more instrumentation and just a bigger sounds on stage. We also want to bring in people who we know about and want to introduce maybe to this region who, hmm. who don't get up, up here very often. So it's kind of, there's a lot of factors. Sure. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think we really try to stick in like the roots Americana realm and that's such a broad genre. It is. And the audience, you know, like we, I guess we try to provide a little bit of something for everybody who comes to the fest. We have like the jam grass late night party sets. We have the, the quieter acoustic sets and we're happy to provide those on the main, you know, the quiet sets are on main stage during the day and some of the, some of the raucous uh, party sets are in the backwoods at night. So there's really kind of a, a place for every type of uh, audience. Yeah. What looking for it. There sure is. There sure is, guys. And Nate, Justin, um, there is something in this part of the country. I, I, I've been figuring it out. There's something going on here, like Wisconsin, you know, um, Minnesota with bluegrass. I mean, there's so, like you guys coming out of there, you know, great new talent like Barbaro. Uh, I, I'm blanking on a few, but there is, I feel like there's something growing on in that part of the country. Why is, why do you guys think that is? It's really special what's happening there. Well, it goes back, you know, in our, at least in our region, in our, in our specific city, it goes back to the sixties and it was all kind wow. of born out of the folk boom that was happening boom. around the country that was happening here on the West bank campus in Minneapolis and dinky town. Okay. Um, I mean, once it sort of establishes itself, I feel like the momentum has always like carried it through. There's always been a scene for, I mean, all music in this town and Minneapolis has always been great. Always, for yeah. all of But, you know, uh, in, in the, the roots Americana realm as well, it was all kind of established back, like we said, in the sixties folk mm -hmm. boom, and, and it hasn't really ever gone away. You know, and, and you just, well, new talent just keeps coming and going. Yeah, and I think there's, even prior to that, there's, you know, there's 
just looking at the like the the um, the communities that form Minneapolis, like you have a strong Scandinavian community, uh, which is very community oriented and which has a huge tradition of folk music that really, Interesting. yeah, that really, that really lends itself to, you know, gave, gave a platform for folk music when that became popular back in the fifties and sixties. But I think just looking outside today, it's snowy and it's cold and we're kind of isolated <laughs> from the rest of the country up here. And so I, I, mean, I really theorize that there's a do-it-yourself mentality in Minnesota and the upper Midwest that yeah. it's kind of how the genre really formed and has percolated from, from back in the history of it. Oh my God, totally. And by the way, Eau Claire is such a, like a magical town. I feel like it's yeah. like, kind of like magic in the food, in the people. It's just really interesting spot there. It is. Um, I mean, it's like a, it's a great community and it's situated on, on the river and it's kind of like, it's, it's its own thing for sure. And it's got it's a great its own thing. Like people in the summer, like what is it that they do with the rafts? Like, and, and just like from side, to, it's just like a different kind of vibe. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I love it. I love it, guys. So, so this festival, how did it, it started in 2004, right? Like how was like the genesis of this festival for you guys? Uh, yeah, 2014, we, we were on tour out west in Colorado with yeah. the traveling, the traveling McCurries. Mm-hmm. And, um, and our partners at, at the festival, the Bishels, were out there watching. Um, they went to, they went to a, a McCurries show and, and saw us and uh, approached us. Realized that we're, you know, kind of hometown or home region band representing this music. And, uh, you know, they were producing the Country Jam USA Festival and sure. saw us and envisioned us as a, a way to maybe bring in this other genre, this little like side branch of country music into their festival. And we could, you know, help them produce a little bluegrass stage. And when we got out to see what's only the campground of this much larger country festival, we saw yeah. what has become the grounds of the Blue Ox Festival, the Rolling Hills, like you spoke about the Rolling Hills, the pond, the pine trees, like we, we looked at the grounds and said, this is absolutely perfect for a standalone contained bluegrass or roots festival. Absolutely, and, absolutely. And it's kind of blossomed from there. A hundred percent. And you know, one of the things I, I have to plug in like really cool stuff about the festival that are really unique. One of them is like the family aspect of it. I felt like, you know, some festivals are more geared towards other age groups or just a different vibe. This one has for everything, including kids, like just like all ages, like, for example, the family stage and entertainment activities, you know, nine hole disc and golf course and, the, you know, all that good stuff, guys. Um, can you just talk talk to us a little bit about how like you guys made a festival that really like brings everyone together regardless of age gender whatever yeah i mean part of the philosophy of you know um building an audience for this festival this genre of music this region um was you know make it family friendly and get the kids in and make sure they understand and how fun and how wonderful music festivals are and can be you know right. And making making the kids free was just a, a no brainer, and it was just you know us and the Bishels um, were big proponents of that, and we love it. We just love the fact that kids get in there and just you run wild, you know, and they play with it's all great. play with the bubbles yeah. and just you know they've they've created their own little culture there too, which is exciting to see. And I know a lot of kids 
talking to parents, uh, other parents and, and festival goers who bring their kids. Sometimes it's like the one thing a year the kids really can't wait for and are looking forward to in the summertime, you know, and that's, I mean, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent guys. And let me ask a little bit about, about you guys and the band and what you guys are doing specifically, for example, the road to blue ox tour. I think this is pretty cool. And I think you guys are going to start touring like this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, so, so, so what's the idea, obviously like a mini tour kind of like get, you know, work out the, the music muscles and get people to like come to blue ox. Yeah, just kind of spreading the word about the festival through our channels of performance and and outreach. And yeah, we're I mean we're we're proud of what this festival's become. We're proud that we're representing it, and we're just trying to get as many people involved with it and to know about it as possible. We kind of we think about it as our little Midwest Telluride festival. You know, we're representing this sort of the special the special thing in our region i know i know i kind of i kind of don't want too many people to find out about it so we're like contradicting ourselves by doing this but like we gotta we gotta talk about it well we and, we, we didn't we did cap the number of tickets this year at five thousand, so um that will help keep it um keep the vibe that we've created and and not, okay. not let it grow too too big and and get yeah which is important you know it's important to have the inclusivity like with the children and things, but yeah, that's, you don't want it to, you want it to maintain that sense of intimacy as well. Yeah, totally. And, you know, guys, I think my audience is going to be like, wow, like these guys are really great communicators and, you know, you guys have a great podcast about this and, and like, it's been, it's, we've enjoyed a few episodes and you guys have become such, such great at it. And it seems like you guys are really enjoying it. Is this, was this like a pandemic thing? Like how did, how was this podcast born? Uh, we actually started it. Uh, this is our third season now, fourth. our fourth season of now doing this. So we should have done more during the pandemic, but uh, yeah, we uh, it, it's been really fun just for us to interview artists, get to know artists, and introduce yeah. our audience, the, our listeners, to artists that are coming to the festival that maybe are lesser known, as well as just to you know get to know people like Sam Bush and Jerry Douglas a little better through chatting with sure. them. And uh, and letting people sort of eavesdrop on the festival, or uh, you yeah. know the, those those sort of exchanges between uh, festival artists. Yeah, or if it's like an artist like Lily May, who we're just super stoked about, and we want to make sure that we get people who are coming to the festival excited about her and her music, you know, and you know stuff like that. And it's just it's just fun to do. I just I love talking to musicians and yeah, yeah. Agree, agree, guys. Well, you guys have been so good with your time. Let me leave you with this. Uh, you know, knock on wood, I think we'll be hopefully covering it, the, the event this year. What are some tips? Because um, last year, I think the whole thing was like so new and overwhelming. But like, what are some tips that you guys know? Like maybe like, you know, those late night concerts or like some special foods. Like what should people like, you know, from the organizers, the real nitty gritty, like the the 411 of Blue Ox Music Festival? Well, I mean, if you're, if you're a musician at all, or if you're a novice or you're at all interested in, in learning an instrument, bring it with and don't be afraid to play it and, and go out and find people to play with and head to the potluck string band pick and circle because there's no more welcoming spot at Blue Ox than, than that spot. Right. I, I just really, that's like one of my favorite things about it is, is getting people excited about actually playing music as well. And, and we're providing the instrument workshops again this year. So yeah, so beginner level uh, instruments, practitioner. Love it. Yeah. And I love it. 
I mean, also just don't miss the late night stages. There's always the, the, the late night shows are always so fun mm -hmm. and the vibe is just super. Yeah. Super yeah, crazy. It's, yeah. It's wandering great. around the campground, seeing the art installations. Mm -hmm. Like that was, that's a pretty great addition to the festival as well. Having that kind of, that sort of, uh, yeah, that, that, uh, experience of, of seeing lights and installations throughout the 100%. 100%. Well, guys, I mean, we're super excited to see you guys perform. Thank you guys for your time. We're super stoked to be back in beautiful Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Uh, Blue Ox Music Festival taking place in June. Uh, tickets still available. And guys, all the best of luck, you know, with the Road to Blue Ox Tour and, and with all the projects you have going on and a part in your sandstone. Congratulations, guys. Hey, thanks, thanks a lot, man. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Yeah. Take care. Right, Take care. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.